Hey, Hada, what's happening in Melee? What is going on? There's something right next to me. That's right. We are live on Twitch, and we already have a first-time chatter. It happens to be the person who's <laughs> helping me co-host this whole thing. It is Hey, Hada. Thank you so much for dropping the follow, Hada. I very much appreciate it. We're very young into this whole streaming live and recording and podcasting thing, but I'm, we are going for it. So I appreciate you being willing to go live literally in the sense of being on Twitch and also doing the recording. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. Um, I just, I'm finally in a stable, stable job. It's not a contract anymore. Um, doing some administrative duties for a PT clinic here in Colorado. It's really fun, amazing coworkers, and so I just finished my first week, and this is the start of my second week. So, definitely back on that, you know, nine, eight to five, nine to six, whatever grind. Uh, have a sense of normalcy. Starting a new volleyball league soon, so really hitting it hard. You know, going to the gym a lot and uh, having a great work-life balance right now. And more than anything, it's so exciting because we've had an, a lot of amazing melee in the last week or so. Yes, we have had Battle BC4, which has chained into events from this past weekend. So we were definitely busy last week. We're sorry to bring this to you a little bit late. But with so much mainly to get into, we should probably start with Battle of BC4. We don't want to get too terribly far away removed from that, other than thinking about how it's been over a week since Leffen has once again proven that Canada is his second home and taking the event over Zane and everybody else by going straight to winners, staying there. Leffen had an incredible performance showing great Fox play and Sheik play against Zane specifically all on a controller that he got a few days before the tournament started, something like that. I <laughs> just once again in awe of the skills of gamer left when he shows up and everything's sort of taken care of i, I guess i don't know the, the controller thing astounds me so shout out to Leffen for winning on a new controller barely broke it in and winning the whole dang thing so congrats to Leffen for that hada what were some of your observations from the event I mean, it was an astounding event to watch. Uh, something that I was really excited for was not only to see the the ultra top level play, but uh, a really close friend of mine, Zealot, in a Colorado's current number one player, actually ended up going out to Battle of BC for his first international tournament and uh, took Amsa to last stock all three games. He did get 3-0, so it was a very close 3-0, but he did take Amsa to last stock every single time on stream. So great set, Zealot versus Amsa. And um, actually had two sets of the two sets Zealot had on stream. They were both against Yoshi players, actually. Actually ran into egg money earlier in the bracket and pools and took that pretty handily. So definitely there's just a bias for sending the dinosaurs to fight Zealot. But super exciting <laughs> to see. But more than anything, that top level was absolutely outrageous. Of course, like just as I'm saying, Amsa was playing so well. And Leffen, of course, the proverbial king of Canada, you know, just proved it once again. And um, with incredible performance, such as eight stalking Josh man on FD you know, <laughs> double four stock, and then continuing to make a run all the way through winners, crushing Zane with the Sheik, just looking absolutely dominant. And something that was interesting is I was watching um, the latter part of top eight while I was playing TFT with Fizzwiggle, uh, Colorado's number one Sheik player. And I think Tove said something on commentary says, you know, that your secondary chic is good if the if the chic mains around the world study your chic and compliment your chic and I'm like hey Evan what do you think about Leffen chic he's like dude Leffen chic is so good Leffen, he's so smart he's just 
really um, consistent with his aerial placing, with his game plan, especially with his edge guarding. So he's like, yeah, I've learned a lot watching Leffen Sheik. And I'm like, wow, the best Sheik in Colorado, as well as someone who has beaten Mango with Sheik, is you know taking notes from Leffen's secondary Sheik. So that's a huge, huge compliment for sure. So with all of that out of the way, you have future events such as CEO 2022 coming up this weekend and then Double Down is in the near future as well. We don't know exactly what event Levin is going to be doing unless you heard something I didn't. It's just that we're all excited to see can he keep this up? How will Zane respond? It's a great, it's a great compliment to all the other storylines near the top. So for Battle BC4, you have players like Amsa finishing fourth, Hungrybox still managing the top three this event, losing in winners finals to Zane, who then finishes second as well. You have you have also players like newly signed FlyQuest J Mook and the veteran of FlyQuest Kadoran finishing in top eight as well. And then of course Canada's own Soon Sam Moki. These are these are great players to be all jostling for position. And we haven't even mentioned Mango yet, who sadly missed Battle BC4 because of yeah. trying to fly out at the literal last minute. And then a plane uh, a plane delay, flight delay. It is so unfortunate that that happened. But you you have so many different storylines heading into ranking season, which is something that we will get to because that's been a topic of discussion as well. But I'm just so excited to see how does Zane respond to Leffen? How does Zane respond to, and this was pointed out on the Melee Stats Waiting for Game podcast, how does Zane respond to three good Sheiks? You have Mook, you have Leffen Sheik, and you also have Plup, who will do the Sheik against Zane. So these are, these are great great storylines that we have going into the summer here, going into these next couple of big majors. I'm really excited to see how Zane responds to having a more diverse competition and different characters to plan for, as well as can he try to take this summer and make it his own in, in order to be a true number one ranked player. It's definitely an interesting hill to climb. And if you remember back to Zane's, you know, initial climb into the limelight, he really had that Pikachu problem. He was always falling to Axe and Winner's Side or getting his brackets um, stopped by Axe and Losers. And that was his, uh, for sure, his bracket demon. And the way he combated that was by making really close friends with Swift and bodying him on stream <laughs> over and over and over and over again. So do I expect Zane to take all these, you know, the, the rise of Sheik lying down? Absolutely not. I expect many different Sheiks to pop up. You know, J-Salt, J-Cam, uh, J-Flex, uh, Jada, um, J-Refin, all the J-Sheiks <laughs> going to be running out and going to be getting friendly sessions with uh, with Big Man Zane. Crudo, let's not I forget Crudo. Sorry, we're going to forget a couple Sheiks, but we can't forget Crudo. That would be so mean. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Crudo. I'm sure J-Mook will get in there. I, if if Leffen could get some games, and I know he plays three-frame with Zane from time to time from Sweden to the East Coast, so I know that's a that's definitely a thing. And, um, you know, Plup going west to east, you know, I'm sure it's not impossible. But when it all boils down to it, I'm sure Zane is in the DMs of many top-level Sheik mains, and um, that's definitely not going to take this uh, this matchup lying down. And so with that, we have a little bit of discourse, I should say a lot. We we have a fair amount of discourse going into ranking season. This is always fun. I I have honestly, in these two years, Hada, it's been weird to not have rankings, but I've gotten used to it. I'll be honest. I 
turned around, I see PTAS's practical tasks tweet about different mm-hmm. changes to the promptings of who's going to be ranking the latest MPGR, the summer ranking as it is. Changing the changing the promptings and trying to make it make more sense and try to have it be clear for the people who are voting for top 100 or top 50, however many they're doing, as well as making it consistent in the eyes of the top players. But of course, there's always going to be certain points of contentiousness around how rankings are supposed to work, different ideals, different styles or, or philosophies. And I guess that's why it's a good thing. There's more than just one or two people behind the scenes doing this. There's like a wide variety of people who are voting into this and trying to make it as legit as possible. But the, the, for Zane, what he needs in order to be number one is to try to take more events. And it's only honestly been Genesis 8 and Pound. Didn't win the latest Summit 13. That was IBDW. And then Battle BC4 was left. And so it's just it's uh, something for Zane to be wary of. Although I would say going into this ranking season, there's no reason why Zane wouldn't be number one, having won the most events, uh, the most big events up to now. Would you agree with that? I definitely would. And it really, when it boils down to finding those finalizing those, you know, top five, top 10 level players, it really boils down to not only the placements, but the head to head and finding out how those really match up. And when you really think about it, Zane doesn't fall to anyone outside the top five, really. I think he's like his lowest seeded loss may have been to Lod at Summit. And so Laud, a proverbial top 10 player, um, you know, maybe fringe top 10, depending on how the rankings shake up. And if that's his worst loss, you know, not to throw shade at Mango, you know, Mango falling to the likes of Fizzwiggle, uh, Mango dropping sets to a couple of other lower ranked players. You know, that's, a, that's something a little more concerning. Hbox dropping a bunch of online sets and some IRL sets to lower ranked players. Uh, definitely a little bit more concerning as well. And it really is going to be interesting is how much are we going to value um, those online results or will they matter at all? And um, I'm going to have to really do a lot more deep um, reading, a little bit more research into that PTAS thread in order to determine, you know, what's the best method and what I personally believe to be the best way to rank it. And if I was going to give a super rough ranking for maybe our top five, it's probably going to be something along the lines of Zane uh ibdw uh maybe maybe leffen maybe leffen and then some and some order um hungry box mango uh that's 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 probably our top five right there hbox mango cody leffen zane it's probably in, in some order but i think zane probably getting slotted first is almost certainly the case but what's really exciting is Seeing that new blood get ushered into that top 30, top 40, top 50, players like JFlex, players like B-Bats, not because I'm a little biased or anything, but <laughs> JFlex and B-Bats are playing very, very well in very recent tournaments, such as um, uh, the, you know, we had, you know, Creed, uh, B-Bats winning Creed over the likes of Two Saints, uh, double eliminating Two Saint, uh, beating uh, JFlex and a couple of other very highly ranked players. B-Bats taking uh, events such as Gailey Summit 3 just this past weekend. JFlex getting second to Ben at a pretty uh, pretty stacked tournament just very recently as well. Like hold that L7. And winning the and nightclub have, last week. Exactly. And winning the nightclub last week and with a, a lot of momentum coming into the nightclub this upcoming week. So have to see where where players of that caliber are going to get slotted in. Players like Slug, players like Zealot, 
um, are going to have a lot of stuff to prove coming into this new ranking season. So people who are going to make their debuts. And I think with the benefit of having such a deep break from ranking seasons of going two years without being ranked, there's going to be a incredible amount of top 100 debuts that are going to be in that top 30, maybe even top 20 range. So that's so exciting. And that's definitely where I'm going to have my eyes the most closely packed in this upcoming ranking season. Shout out to Kiyachi in chat for saying hello. Hello, Kiyachi. So I wanted to say that there's going to be so many, so many players that are coming onto the list for the first time, right? The top 100 for the first time. You were just saying that, Hada. Who is going to be the highest ranked newcomer to the top 100? I feel like the answer is pretty obvious. It'd be JMook. Do you, would you agree with that? Oh, almost certainly JMook. I think JMook probably a top 10 caliber player. Almost certainly. Uh, JMook will probably be the highest debut ever on a top 100. Um, I think other cool additions could be Slug. I think Slug could place as high as maybe top 20. Um, Lod's been already ranked. Um, JFlex has never been ranked, so definitely could be placing pretty highly. And of course, B-Bats. Zealot could also be sneaking up in there at some potential. But yeah, JMook certainly, you know, debuting at a top 10 placement and i'd be shocked if he wasn't top 10 um is going to be a very very exciting to see salt also might also be ranked very very highly salt could be as high as maybe top 15 maybe fringe top 20 uh so salt is going to be after the obvious pick of jmook might be the highest debut of the of this new class of melee players upcoming into this next ranking season. I can't remember if Kadoran was ever ranked in the top 100, but that'd be another candidate for highest new placing. Although I would have to say Kadoran was playing pretty well prior to like during and through the 2019 MPGR. So I wouldn't know for sure, but to Kiachi's point, we have a few more weeks of results to put in before top 100 starts to become a real topic of conversation. And that could be something that you and I can work on how to do our own little top 10. I, I, I do not have the capacity to make a top 100, but maybe we could do like a little <laughs> prediction of top 10 or we can promise, you know, honor system, you know, scouts honor, write down our top 10, have it locked in place before the results come in. And when they come in, we can compare. We could do something like that if you want to just put that in the back of your mind for now. Ooh, could be super fun. But I did want to let the people know, did a quick Google search. Uh, Kadorn uh, debuted at 70th on the MPGR 2019. So Kadorn out of the conversation. But Kadorn also, you know, a um a top 10 quality level player so it's gonna be interesting to see you know where he falls going into this next ranking season as well because i think he's probably in the top 15 to maybe fringe top 10 conversation depending on how those results and heads to head shakes out for this last year so super super exciting i mean um i think it's the easiest thing to rile up a melee crowd about is you know talk about rankings um, <laughs> that should be a really really fun era especially since it's been so long since we've had discussions like this <laughs> yes, because there was never uh, official official rankings prior to 2013. Kiyachi, you are absolutely correct. At <laughs> first, is a pretty good is a pretty good is a pretty good ranking from going from not ranked to actual ranked. <laughs> <laughs> so we have we have CEO 2022 this weekend, and then shortly after that should be double down. So. In my mind, without knowing who all is going to each event, I think that we might see one more person who hasn't won a major yet take one of those one of those two events. And I say it's going to be Hungry Box just because 
CEO 2022 is in Hungrybox's backyard. I, it would be, I would be so shocked if you didn't show up to that event, especially since this is, this is something that has not been a thing for a few years, of course, mainly because of the, of the pandemic. But CEO had Melee as a main bracket or official streamed bracket for a while, and then it seemed to take a break. I wouldn't be super familiar with all the details, but the fact that they have it as it's not a side bracket this year, it's actually being on the mainstream, on the main stage. I'm super excited to see who goes down for that. And if Hungrybox doesn't have a whole lot of Zanes in bracket, I could just see Hungrybox taking that event and hopefully solidifying in his mind a top five or a top three placing. But then there's double down as well, which I'm sure we'll see a lot of competition. So do you think that there's a possibility of a non IBDW Leffen and Zane? Because those are the three that have won majors this year so far. I might be missing somebody. But aside from those three, Hada, do you see a newer... Sorry, not a newer. Do you see a new player taking either Double Down or CEO 2022? That's a great question. I think um, based on... I think the fire that kind of got lit under Mango's butt very recently, especially with the inability to travel to Battle of BC, um, I think his next event is guaranteed to be Double Down. And, of course, Mango and Vegas is definitely a hot combination. It could be either very dangerous for his placing or it could really push him to the edge, you know, keep him in his element and uh, let him go and run run towards a uh, first-place finish. Um, do I think he's a favorite? Probably not. Do I um, have a lot of faith in the kid? Absolutely. You can never count out the kid. Um, for CEO, um I think it really depends on, I think, you know, HBox is a, is a very solid pick. It's in his backyard, like you were saying, but with players in that region specifically, there are a lot of, you know, hidden underground hitters and a player that you brought up also this podcast, um, Crudo, is, mm. has, has taken a couple sets off of HBox themselves and, of course, being the number one Sheik in Florida after the exodus of Plup. You know, I could see maybe a, a hot fire flames... 10 out of 10 Crudo taking a set off HBox to maybe taking the tournament or maybe a Bobby Big Balls to some character of that caliber showing up out of the woodwork and uh, taking a run. You know, Bobby Big Balls winning, I think it was a uh, DreamHack Dallas or whatever the most recent uh, Texas semi-major tournament over Magi was uh took place very very recently so you know bobby big walls with uh with a pretty solid win under his belt as well so can't sleep on on big bob and uh bobby's has the the peaks and the valleys in order to make incredibly deep runs but also you know bust her out at you know 65th who knows so it's uh i think if you're looking for the money for the uh, the safer bets i think mango and hbox might be our our next two champions for these next couple of events but you know, if uh, if Zane's traveling to either of these, and it really depends on who shows up on the day and who are the top contenders. Is uh, J-Mook going to be hitting up all of these? If, is Zane going to be trying to make an appearance this upcoming weekend? And, of course, at Double Down, I believe Zane is going to Double Down. Let me go ahead and check on the... You know what's maddening about Star GG? Shout-outs to Star GG. But seriously, <laughs> I can see the top three players listed for Melee Singles for CEO 2022, which is this upcoming weekend. And yet, when I click on players, none of them show up. I was just like, <laughs> why, why? I know it's not seated yet. I know. But just give me the list of all the players who have registered. We have, to, we have over 220 entrants for the Melee bracket. And the top three players listed are Leffen, Hungrybox, and Plup. So... Plup is another obvious candidate of a player who could easily take this event. 
having a hot bracket and being able to split time between Fox and and Sheik, especially if Plup has to run into Hungerbox, which Hungerbox has a, has this very interesting habit of making top eight winner's side in a lot of these events that we've seen recently. So I could see that scenario where Plup has to manage in top eight playing as Sheik and Fox, which it depends on where his mental is, I feel like, in terms of how easily he's able to switch back and forth and how hot he can play with both characters and feeling confident about which character he's picking for the matchups that he has to play on the day. But Plup is, aside from that, those kind of questions, I mean, we're talking about a player who could still win this event, even if Plup isn't playing at 100%. Plup messing around could beat almost anybody, so that would be another candidate. So just seeing these three players, it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun event at CO 2022. So I'm looking forward to that. For sure. And uh, looking at our top plate, our top seeds for melee singles at double down, we have Mango Wizrobe, who we haven't seen in a hot minute. Oh my gosh, uh, Wizrobe, yes. <laughs> it's gonna be really exciting to finally see the see the Wizrod come back out. Uh we have Zane, we have <laughs> S2J, S Fat, Amsa. I think Amsa might be my my uh, dark horse for winning the event. I think Amsa's due. Amsa's due for a win. Uh Ginger, Moki, KJH, Professor Pro. Let's go, Prof, bro. Uh, Fiction, Magi, Luigi, Callmaster, Nick M. Whittier, Aura, Nut. Uh, I see some other big ones. And, of course, FlyQuest, Kadoran, Smash Daddy, JFlex. Some really, really solid and really big names. And uh, I think they're, your top 16 at Double Down is going to be an absolute bloodbath. A lot of very high, volatile players. I think the only one who is super, super solid and the only players who I don't see getting upset all that often is... Honestly, players like Amso, Wizrobe, and Zane, those are the only ones who I feel are almost upset um, immune just based on their absolutely solid fundamentals and game plan. It's very difficult for um, to see a, lot, a player like, um, especially those players, get upset. I think the most recent that I can think of in memory was, um, at least of those three, was Ryobeat taking a set off of Wizrobe at Genesis 6 or 7. Um, and that was the last time I've seen either of any of those top three player of those three players get majorly upset. So expect those three in your top four, and uh, we'll have to see if uh, if top tier Mango comes out to play, or is he going to drop a set to a Magi? Is he going to drop a set to a Moki or maybe a KJH? We'll have to see. But um, more than anything, it's going to be it's going to be a big gambling weekend, and I'm really excited for it. And hopefully, <laughs> I can make it out. We'll see. <laughs> yes, you, you are currently not uh, not 100% confirmed for Double Down because new job and, uh, you know, if we could hear back in terms of the commentary applications, it'd be super great. You know, shout outs to Double Down for just getting back it's soon, now, please. It sounds like they already have it locked up and decided as someone who is looking at this as realistically as possible. But still, get my mans on the mic. I will always root for you yeah, to get on the mic, Hada. I appreciate that. And uh, from what I could understand, I think uh, Trey, the trash man, he DM'd me a little bit earlier and said, I think they're decided and they're planning on announcing it within the next couple of days. So I'm, um, you know, I'm waiting at bated breath to see if I get announced for it. I really hope I do because I would love to have an excuse to go out to Vegas. And uh, I have a really good support system at work. So I think that if I have to be like, hey, I have this really cool opportunity, just I just need the Friday. Let me get out of here. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. 
Uh, <laughs> we will see. We will see. I'm really excited. I'm really hoping and uh, would love to get out to another major. It's been way, way too long. Yes, I'm hoping that you can get out to something if it's not doubled down. It's going to be something this year. You already know. You can't. We can't keep you on the sidelines forever, Hada. And hopefully it'll be for an all-chat reunion. Just one short at Pound. You were the only one who was not there. So hopefully we'll I get know, an all-chat all major in at some point soon here this year. So then now that we've gone through all of that, we are uh, just about up to it in terms of time. So you want to... Go ahead and bring uh, one more topic in that you wanted to touch on real quickly, or did you want to go ahead and outro us out, get towards closing and plugging and such? I mean, one huge thing is, guys, guys, if you this is live on Twitch right now, I would love to keep doing this live, um, and I would love to add a question and answer or a topic and discussion point at the end of these episodes. So if you guys are really interested in being more interactive with uh with our weekly show please go ahead and drop cypher 0033 on twitch a follow and that will get you straight into the discussion here and we will be sure to tweet out and uh let you guys know when we're going live and it's such an exciting time and of course i know jesse's gonna try to uh, get some other games and get some more stream content and so i'm really excited to be in chat for some of those as well as uh support the content coming out from jesse because definitely a next level uh, super sick content creator and i love to support my homies well uh, that's very very kind of you if you want to get some what was it vodka gummy worms shots in for hada keep this man tipsy hada one of the like a top 50 streamer on on, on any platform <laughs> period if you want to keep that rolling at hey hada twitch.tv slash hey hada you can find you can find Hada anywhere on the Hey Hada. You just look that up. You look it up on the links that we provide in the description of this podcast below in the video or on the podcast platform you're on. You will see it. And I, for myself, the whole Twitch thing, I want to, when play video games, I want to try to stream it. That's sort of the goal because if I'm going to play video games, I might as well stream at the same time. I just never had a computer that could do it before. So now I do. So. We're going to probably try to do a little bit of an HD texture pack of Majora's Mask for a little bit so you can... Oh, and Kuyachi, thank you for the follow. We are now up to four, no, five followers on, on this Twitch channel. Very young, very new. I don't have Nightbot yet. We will get there. But you can also find this podcasts on all the all the streaming platforms for podcasts on youtube and if you just go on linktree slash cypher 003 you'll find all the socials on there i i did that because i'm realizing quickly i have too many links more than four so i figured better just do a linktree you can find me on all those kind of places and you can start to anticipate these being live on a regular basis. I do genuinely. Hada, it's really cool that we can record live tonight. Hopefully we can make a habit out of doing that in the future and recording BSM pod live in general. So thank you to all those who joined us tonight live, to all those who are tuning in to the, to the official uh, episode release. Appreciate y'all tuning in, and we will see you all next week. Bye, guys. Take it easy.